Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. So as mentioned, cars out on the track for a couple of minutes, one hour on the clock. Let's immediately check in with our Continental Tire reporters, for there are two this morning. The regular one is Shea Adam. Good morning, Shea. Good morning, John. It is status quo down here. People are not acting as if championships are on the line. In previous series that we've seen out running so far on track, the problem is people are afraid to jeopardize their cars. They don't want to throw away a championship lead. Well, that is not the case for the MC WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. The 31 Action Express car from Whalen Engineering, that car was one of the first ones out on the circuit. The number three Chevy Corvette that comes in as the points leader, they were first out on the track, as well as the Paul Miller Racing Lamborghini. No one is being careful because the problem is it's a 10-hour race and pretty much you have to win to guarantee your championship victory. We'll talk about the points a little bit later on, but from the regular Continental Tire Pit Lane reporter, does that make Nick Damon the irregular one? <laughs> In so many ways. Hello, everybody. Hello, Shay. Hello, John. Hello, listening world. It is fabulous to be back here at uh, Petit Le Mans. Um, one of the things you do, as, as I look across the pit lane to the restraining wall, uh, there are the three flags of the of the all the flags of the winners, uh, including three flags of the last race either eight, nine, and ten. And it is to be an exciting start. Cars leaping off the uh, pit wall, but we'll bring you more news, views, and interviews later on. Thank you, Nick. Um, we'll get the uh, buzz on Nick sorted out. Uh, that I'm presuming it's on his equipment, not on him. Um, yeah. Who knows, frankly. The irregular and the irregular, uh, then, as far as our Continental Tire Pit Lane reporters are concerned. Very much uh, irregular here. And off to my right-hand side, Jeremy Shaw. Good morning and welcome to Petit Le Mans Week. Good morning and welcome I'm to so Petit sorry. Le Mans Week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on my own little planet there, but I beg your <laughs> pardon. Uh, excuse grief. Um, uh, yes, that was odd. My apologies. Um, great... It, Wonderful event, great to be here. Can't believe this is the end of another season. Yes. Because it seems to have absolutely flown past this year. And uh, I tell you, it was, it was that buzz that put me, uh, put, put me off into dreamland off on, on Nick's mic. Uh, so glad we're going to get sorted out. Look, we're in for a cracking event, I think, here this weekend. Uh, it's, a, it's a good number of cars to be out on a racetrack. Uh, and we've got uh, third drivers for most of the, almost all of the cars here this weekend. So that'll add a little bit to, to the drama as well. I think it's going to be a really, really exciting weekend. And great to hear that uh, the, all the weather we've had the last few days, the kind of remnants of uh, Hurricane Michael now moved on, uh, on away. And the weather forecast from here on out looks pretty, pretty, pretty good. So that, I think, bodes even, even more for a very, very exciting weekend of racing, John. Yeah, so... Just over five minutes into this, and let's see how the times are going. Uh, we'll talk about some additions as well in this, because uh, Mazda are here, of course, looking for a victory with uh, Mazda Team Yost. And a couple of their drivers can't be here, so we've got some new drivers for Mazda this weekend. Not new to the series, and in fact, we're welcoming back one of our favourites. Um, and that is 
Uh, Marino Franchitti will be in one of the Masters this weekend, Jeremy. He will. Uh, Spencer Piggott back as well. He's uh, done uh, three or four races already this season. He was uh, sat in for uh, Harry Tinkler, didn't he, earlier in the year? Was that mid-Ohio where uh, Harry was un unable to take part? And also Harry unavailable for this weekend because of the idiotic, I think, uh, clash of the WEC event in Japan so this many weekend. And the yeah, WEC moved it for a ridiculous reason, didn't they? Well, um, they moved it so it didn't clash with Formula One. FIA championships can't yes. clash. Well, yeah, but not because of the race. It was because of a driver, which well, seems to be awfully weird. Anyhow, the, the clash is on. And, um, they uh, moved it, it because we, Toyota had their arm pulled up their back to do the full season, and the quid pro quo was that they wanted their star driver in their race at their home track, which I right. don't think is unreasonable. Well, I don't, yeah. uh, and besides which, you shouldn't be... You know, how many drivers does it affect? How many drivers does it affect? Uh, well, two? Minimum half a dozen. Uh, there were several drivers from this series who, who'd, who'd hoped to do that. Uh, the number 73 car should have been here. Well, it is here with Park Place Motorsports. Certainly, Jörg Bergmeister and uh, Patrick Lindsay were planning on doing both races uh, originally when the schedule was originally put out. But they're, they're now, uh, they, they, their focus this year has been on the WC, so they're going to be doing that race there. So there's, there's always going to be clashes, well. though. There's only so many. Yeah, that's right. But it's it just the fact it was made after this. Oh, after, yeah, yeah. After everything was already set up for most of the teams. That the, was the, the, that was uh, the next year, this event clashes with the Bathurst 1000. So people like Earl Bamba won't be able to do both events right so yeah but yeah but uh, yeah but at least we know they know that before now, the start yes of the season. i see what that you was said. my point i yes. guess yeah marino frank it's, it's going to be great great to see marino back uh, and he's in the car back. Uh, he, oh is he all right okay yeah. cool uh, he was here they, they had a test here i think it's right after road america the master team came here and did a, a two-day test which apparently went, went uh, very very well and both uh, marino and uh, spencer Pickett were here then. I presume the, the other driver in the number 77 car this weekend is going to be Lucas Degrassi making his debut in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship this weekend. Uh, I, I presume he was, he was here for the test uh, as well. Uh, so that's going to be a name uh, to watch out for. Luca, as we know, is a you know, vastly experienced and successful driver. He's uh, the uh, champion in the Formula E category as well, driven just about everything, hasn't he, over the years, Lucas Degrassi, and uh, good to see him making his debut in this championship. He did, did he not drive? He did uh, an IMSA race. Yes. He did some IMSA races, but not uh, in the in the WeatherTech series. Ah, it's still an IMSA race. Um, well, yes. In fact, did he not drive here in the LMS days? That's th th as soon for as Audi. you said that, because he drove for Audi, did he not? Or was that uh, rookie to road Atlanta? Shea says in my ear. Okay. I assume everybody's driven everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's uh, if I, I always start. I start off from that and work backwards. It's a bit like always thinking everybody knows each other in the paddock, which is a big mistake. And <laughs> I keep getting caught up on at uh, IMSA Radio. By the way, if you want to get in touch with us, hello around the world. Just after half past four on a Thursday afternoon in the UK, half past five in Europe, and uh, coming. Uh, around to, or just coming up to half past those hours, uh, half past one here in Atlanta on Eastern Time. And uh, great to have your company. 98.1 uh, FM around the circuit. Thanks to uh, Dave Miller and the technical team here for getting us linked in to the PA and the FM radio service here, 454 as well, and of course the race on XM Sirius on Saturday. Now I'll keep seeing that because remarkably, after 20, 
runnings of this race. Uh, some people still think it's on a Sunday. It's not. It's all day Saturday, US Eastern time. So set your uh, reminders on your calendar. And on such a busy weekend with RS1, IMSA Radio RS2 and RS3 all covering live events with the WEC in uh, Japan, the 12 hours of Spa for the uh, FIA Endurance Series, both on as well this weekend. I heartily recommend that you plan your listening and viewing. There's quite a lot of what we've got on on RadioLamont.com is in sound and vision as here at... Road Atlanta, of course, with all of the uh, support series races and the qualifying for the IMSA WeatherTech series available in sound and vision. Uh, and for international viewers uh, and fans, also the full race live here. And the, con the final continental race will be full race live as it has been all season, uh, wherever you are. No blocks, no breaks for that so get on to radiolamont.com if you scroll down to the bottom you'll see the uh, three schedules on there for our live content uh, and you can subscribe to them in your calendar app so that you actually get a little reminder of when things are coming along which can help so that's good news uh, now let's uh, have a look at some of the times Colin Brown the man who refuses to be BOP'd uh, 1.13.647, top time in the prototype. Last race, of course, for the combined prototype classes. That will be an LMP2 car or P2 car next year. It's Orica, Orica. And then the two Mazda-engined cars, Tristan Nunez and uh, Moreno Franchitti. Brown, Trummer, Nunez, Franchitti, Diel, Durrani, Goikberg, Saavedra and Taylor, your top ten. Separated at the moment by quite a bit, but people are getting up to speed. GT Le Mans, extra entry in GT Le Mans. Welcome back to Risi Competizione after a far too long absence. Giuseppe, Risi, Dave Sims, the rest of the team. Um, Rick and the guys, fabulous stuff to have you back. I hope this is a prelude to seeing you more often next year uh, and, and not uh, a bit of a say hello, wave goodbye moment. Tony Vlander in that car, second quickest at the moment in GTLM behind Dirk Muller in the Ford number 66. GT Daytona led by Chris Meese in the 29 Audi, ahead of Andy Lally in the 44 Audi. So they're dialed in pretty early. So that's how it stands right now on a pleasant enough day. Top of the hill, the wind blowing very strongly. Um, but down here in the valley, it's as still as a still thing on a still day. Don't think it's very odd, isn't it? Digging around here, I don't think Luca Degrassi actually did any ALMS races either. No, actually. right. Just just race for Audi in the yeah. uh, the yeah. ILMC and WEC. Yeah. Right. Um, I, he did Sebring 2013 as the third driver in the Christensen McNish car. That was his only IMSA uh, appearance. Thank you to Tim Greer for that. So that's 2013. Ah, right, 13, yeah, yeah. yeah. For some reason, I was looking at 12. Let's uh, check in with Nick Damon and uh, see if we've uh, got rid of the... 
the earth buzz on there. Have you disconnected yourself from the mains now, Nick? Yeah, well, yeah, apparently my power lines were blown down last night. Ah, there you go. And, uh, and now I'm back up and running again. So, yes, I, just, uh, I can now continue my overexcitement of being here um, and with the ability to tell you about my overexcitement, which is massive, to be honest. Yeah, um, much better. So I will come back with something more interesting than me just saying I'm excited and I can talk to you in a moment. Right, thank you. Uh, and we'll nip down to Shea Adam, staying with our Continental Tire Pit Lane reporters, uh, with Eric Curran. You know, Eric, there's no point in waking up early for a morning session if your 31 Whalen Engineering Cadillac is sitting on the pit lane. Why aren't you guys out there and running around? Felipe took it out right at the green flag and then just parked it. Yeah, I mean, um, we spent uh, a couple days testing here a few weeks back and put a bunch of miles on our wheel and Cadillac. And I think we feel like we're in pretty good shape. I mean, what's really important as well is the driver changes. So we just did a handful of those just to make sure we're as sharp as we can be. So, um, yeah, we don't want to wear the thing out. we got 10 hours coming up in a couple of days. And, uh, you know, we feel really strongly about our wheel and Cadillac. And uh, we have a championship to win here. And we'll be cautious and uh, just make sure that we're there in the end and make sure we don't beat this thing up too early. You and Felipe have already proven that you know how to drive this car, how to win in it. But you've got Gabby Chavez with you this weekend, and he's only done one race in this car. So what are you guys expecting for him, not giving him a practice? Uh, yeah, we'll get him some laps this afternoon for sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Gabby's proven himself and uh, did a good job driving the Sister 5 car at Watkins Glen. So uh, he's done a bunch of sports car stuff and been around here plenty of times. So uh, he'll be fine. You know, it's a little bit of pressure for him coming in and helping us uh, win this championship this weekend. But, you know, he's a solid kid and does a great job. So, uh, you know, we'll be in good shape. Lots of practice got us here and lots of good results. So we'll just keep that energy moving forward. One more race. Well, the last guy to come into this position with you was Simon Pagino, who helped you and Dane Cameron win the championship a few years back. Have you maybe directed Gabby towards Simon for some words of advice? <laughs> Who's Simon? We don't talk to him anymore. No, I'm only kidding. Simon's a great guy and did a, obviously did a great job for us a couple of years ago. And, uh, yeah, Gabby's in the same position Simon was in a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I mean, you just got to execute and uh, don't get uh, too worked up in your head about this championship. Let's just go out there. Let's do a good job and uh, let's not make any mistakes and uh, don't let the pressure get to us. And I think Action Express in the past has proven how to win championships. So our, uh, our crew on the 31 side, Bill and all the guys that practiced over and over and over these pit stops. So... I think we got a good solid wheel in Cadillac. We got a phenomenal crew, and uh, and our season's proven that uh, we can execute and uh, get the job done. So one more to go. Well, there you go, John. There's an answer for you. The most efficient team on the pit lane, the number 31 crew. They got all they needed from this practice in one lap. That'd be good. That'd be great. Uh, thank you, Shit. So almost 20 minutes gone already. Doesn't time fly yeah, when you enjoying yourself great to hear from eric current and he is just a great character and he's done a great job in the last few years in this championship hasn't he yeah 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 absolutely yeah won the championship with dan cameron a couple of years ago so uh you know he's uh, leading the championship again now could go out on an absolutely on a high note so hats off to him he's you know he, he rarely makes mistakes he's he's not the fastest out there and he he will make no bones about that but he's reliable he's safe he's consistent and, and he brings the, you know brings the car home to to hand over to his to a faster if that's the case co-driver so hats off to eric curran for all he has done and he's certainly been a, a fabulous ambassador for wheel and engineering over the many years he's been driving for that organization yeah 
going to be. A, I think it's going to look very different next year with the uh, Daytona Prototype International cars, the DPIs in their own class, the P2s sort of taking the mantle of the Pro-Am category and the DPs being broken out into effectively a works manufacturer cl uh, category so that's going to change the way things are, two separate classes different balance of performance, different lap times as well, uh, we talked about people coming back to the series, it's been far too long since I've heard the dulcet Scottish tones, not of Nick Damon, but of course of Marino Frankitty. Hello, mate. Hello, uh, Mino. John says hello and thanks for the car all those years ago. Yeah, no problem. He should should definitely be splitting the profits for me on that with me on that one. Uh, true Scott, true Scott. Uh, it's great to see you back. You must be chuffed a bit to be back. It's really good to be back. Um, I mean, I've known a long time. I was coming here. I've been doing some testing with the guys. We, we were here in August. It's just really nice to be back on a track with a lot of other cars. You know, I love, I love driving sports cars. I love being out there with other cars and, yeah, driving a prototype around here is, is a huge amount of fun. This is your first competitive race of the season. Y yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, really, it's the first competitive race in Sebring last year because I didn't really do any racing at Watkins Glen last year. We had some issues, but yeah, it's great to be back with Mazda Team Yost to, to see the progress on the car, uh, to be back working with all the boys is, is a real pleasure. I mean, how do you how do you stay in shape for a year and a half of not racing? Because obviously you're throwing the deep end here, full-on prototype round road Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, well, I like training anyway, so I've kept myself in shape. Testing the car is the most important thing. Getting your neck in shape is hard. The first day is a challenge. But, yes, physically I'm ready to go at any point because you never know when the call is going to come. But it's just, yeah, I'm just here to have some fun and to see if we can get another win here at Petit Le Mans. Two brand new chassis, so Mazda building up new cars even for the last race. I mean, are they brand new and different, or? I have no idea. That's way above. Honestly, that's the first I've heard of that. But uh, the car is lovely. We tested here. It was very hot in August. Car seemed to go well. I mean, I was gutted for the boys at the last race. I really want to help them finish this one off strong and, and to get the win that they rightly deserve. I think. So yes, we saw at uh, Laguna the two and three quarter hour pace was there. What about the ten hour pace? Well, we're certainly hoping so. I mean, the, this pace was there at Sebring, apart from a couple of small issues which held them back. And, yeah, I'm very excited to see what we've got in the race. The car always seems to go well in race conditions. As I say, having driven the car last year and coming back and having the opportunity to drive this, it's night and day. It's such a step forward. And I'm just, yeah, really happy that John and the guys at Mazda gave me the call to, to come back. Everything better or is it, or have they really concentrated on one particular area? everything i mean everybody's raised their game this year the multimatic guys have done a fabulous job with the chassis the us guys have stepped it up in every single area our engine the guys that help us with the engines at er are doing a great job and it's it's just it's a pleasure to be able to get back in it it was so frustrating last year uh to to to, to be back in a prototype and it not be what it should be and the guys have deserve a massive pat on the back i mean you see the performance it's it's in all areas they've stepped up. Great stuff, Marino. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Marino Frankini with our Continental Tire Pit Lane reporter, Nick Damon. You can tell him off mic, Nick, that he can have first refusal on the car if he wants to, if he wants to buy it back at uh, at market price. I'll maybe give him a bit of friends and family discount. I think that that sounds that sounds reasonable. Uh, you listen. You'll you'll. Uh, you'll uh, 
You're listening to IMSA Radio, RS2, on the Radio Show Limited network. Uh, just about 36 minutes still to go. John Hindoff, Jeremy Shaw and Neil Albarico joining us in the booth here at Road Atlanta, overlooking the start-finish line. Um, welcome back to the booth. We've had you here oh, some, some time ago. What have you been filling your time? You're on the Mazda Road to to Indy for a little while. What are you doing here? Having a little having a little look at sports cars? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited about learning about what's going on in this paddock. So seems like a lot of good things happening. Um, and is this where you want to be? Have you, I mean, nobody gives up on open wheel racing, but looking at options, evaluating. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, this is a great place to be at the moment, and I'd, I'd love to be here. I think IMS is a great series, and I'm here just to learn and get the consensus of the paddock, see some friends, and uh, watch some racing. What, what have you? What have been doing most recently? That our listeners might not have seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most recently, pounding I've, the pavement, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, grinding, doing the doing the driver thing. Uh, no, we did one. We did one race in lights this year, but there was a realistic opportunity to try and get to IndyCar. But now that the season's over, I think I got to start exploring my options. And yeah, like Jeremy said, pounding the pavement. So it's cool. IndyCar season's so short. If you're not sorted out before the start of the season, and you're trying to jump in and get one of those, you know sort of wild card rides that pop up now and again the season's over before you've had a chance to, to see what's going on yeah yeah you know that's the thing i mean i'm a driver right being out of a car for almost a full season was was tough and i'd love to get back in one regardless of what it is sounds good sounds good to me you've had a lot of trips down to the philippines you you're half filipino you've been down there and trying to make some connections there to bring yeah. some sponsorship up here and you've you've had a fair bit of interest i know you've met yeah. some pretty high profile people down there as well yeah yeah working with uh, the department of tourism in the philippines uh, rising star racing folks with my career um art wilma's over there has helped me a ton trying to learn about the business of racing outside of outside of driving the car so it's been a, a blessing in disguise to be out of the car and learn the business understand it i'm ready to start applying it though you know <laughs> but the connections you made down there with uh yeah yeah a, we a, got, a well-known sportsman but not yeah, for motor racing yeah we got to sit down and talk to uh manny pacquiao there and but get really? involved yeah. with uh the department of tourism he's in politics now down there, he so. is yeah, yeah yeah and uh it's been cool to kind of you know the being half filipino half american or phil am has been a part of my private life but it's cool to kind of yeah. introduce that into like more of my public life or per yeah. personal life so it's uh it's fun it's how, uh, what, what, how was it for me meeting him for the first time he didn't speak a whole lot of english <laughs> oh, yeah, really? yeah but uh the guy can probably throw a punch <laughs> yeah you know when you're on the wrong side That's of it because right. there's a ringing in your ears <laughs> so what about this paddock down here then um what's what's caught your eye so far yeah, you know what? I think it's really cool that, you know, I came over here thinking that I might not know too many people, but it's all yeah. a lot of similar faces, you know, yes. and, and that's kind of refreshing. It feels like home to a certain degree, and um, all the manufacturers that are here is really, really cool thing to see all the different classes, and, um, you know, I've had a lot of friends, a lot of, you know, Joey Han, Trent Hinman, Connor DeFlave, actually all Team USA guys. That's right. <laughs> um, they're all here, and they're well, all having conversations, guys, and they're, they seem really, really happy with where they're at, so... Um, yeah, that's a really cool thing to see. From the business side of things, uh, what's the, the uh, not in, in actual numbers, but in, in round terms, what's the amount of investment required 
the differential between the amount of investment required to go say go and do a competitive indie package and come into sports cars is there a is there a lot of difference does it look better value to a potential sponsor maybe i would say that's that's the consensus i'm getting the last week right. two weeks of research that i've been doing and talking to everybody i'm here to learn right at the same time the business stuff and um i think value for money is much better spent here at the moment you know yeah. um as a driver, you'd, of course, you'd love to drive the fastest, highest downforce thing you possibly could get your hands on. But um, at the minute, this makes the most sense, and IMSA is doing a good job. And if you can get your backside into a car, then that's where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I, still looking at teams and trying to understand where everyone's at, and this is the last race of the season for these guys. So just to be here is a good opportunity. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, you're out of sight, out of mind, and well, you've got to make the connections and let people know who Neil Alberico is. So good to see you here, Neil. And uh, you know, we're, we uh, you've 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 won a lot of races and on the Mazda Road to Indy. And I know this is a new chapter that's kind of opening up now. And I, I just when you when you called me earlier in the week to tell you you're going to be coming, here, I could I could just hear the excitement in your voice. So I hope everything will live up to expectations, and we'll see you here driving on a regular basis. Yeah, and no, I can't wait. I mean, uh, was, is your is your birthday today? No, no. Next okay. week. Next week. Okay. See, it was my birthday on Sunday, and now I feel like I'm getting old. I gotta do something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. That sounds reasonable. Good luck, young man. Good to see you again. Thanks, always, uh, you're always a, always a pleasure to talk to Neil Alberico joining us here live at uh, Road Atlanta, and uh, now see everybody wants to be in IMSA racing all of a sudden, right. Jeremy. Yeah, they do. And, you know, they can see. I mean, the excitement around the paddock here. You know, f- for the last. Uh, couple of years now it's just been building and building and you know it's great to see you know full field we've got, what 13 prototypes here and you know good variety amongst the, amongst the, the field as well and drivers literally from all over the world so uh, the, what, what is there not to get excited about coming down to halfway through already this first 60 minutes half an hour down half an hour to go and it's Tristian Vautier's car the number five Cadillac. This is the Mustang sampling sponsored car. 1.11.878. The best time. Three tenths of a second ahead of Ryan Hunter Ray in the number 10 Cadillac. That is the uh, black, the glossy black Wayne Taylor Racing or the uh, Connick and Minolta Racing team as it is this season. Half a second back. The 54 core Autosport car. John Bennett out in that at the moment. Colin Brown put the time in. Uh, and in fact, just sneaking ahead of that car was Ricky Taylor, just as he went across the line last time around in the first of the Acura Team Penske cars. Now they'll be looking for a result this weekend. They've not, yeah. they've not really, I think, performed at the level that they would want to. I'll, sorry, I'll qualify that, Jeremy. That's not fair. They haven't had the results that I think their their performance potential might have led them to expect this season. Let us put it that way. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. And uh, you know, the, the, a few results certainly have slipped away for a variety of reasons. They've had two wins on the season, which is not bad. I mean, Indeed. That, the that's, team... That's why it is, I roared back yes, a bit there. No, exactly. Uh, yeah, but they, they, they certainly... Well, I think everybody probably, probably would have expected more than that. You know, they came in, had a toe-in-the-water experience here last season. Where for It was without the Acura, but with the rest of Team Penske, setting up that new sports car organization or resetting up another new sports car organization there with uh, with uh, Jeff Swart out there leading that, that charge. And you know, they, they, they've been strong in most of the races this season, but as you say, the result's not quite there, but they've got a slight bounce of performance change coming into this weekend. The Acura's got a little bit more uh, turbo boost at the top end of the, of the power range, so that'll just Red help flag. them just a little bit. Not, not a lot, but just a little bit, and uh, they, they are certainly going to be, I think, very 
very, very competitive this weekend, and I think it probably would be my favourites coming into Saturday's race. Uh, it's the Stephen Simpson Oregon number 99 Ooh. Gaines Core Car that is uh, off circuit at the end of the S's, I think, turn five here. Yep, just seeing the uh, safety truck being scrambled there. Five eight. Now, didn't see what caused that, but we'll get you an update on that as quickly as possible. Very unusual for Stephen to be off track. Has had some track uh, experience this morning because he was out in the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge in one of the TCR cars. I accept, Jeremy, that that's a, a whole different ball yeah. game, but at least he would quite have known what adjustment. Yes, quite an adjustment. <laughs> but at least he would have known what the track conditions were like. True, which are pretty good, I think, right now. Uh, he just turned his best lap uh, in this session. He just completed his 18th lap at a 1 minute 13.400. That was his best lap, 11th overall on the charts. It's still the uh, number 5 Cadillac that uh, leads the way. And uh, that one 11.878. Tristan Vocio is at the wheel of that car at the moment. Sharing, of course, with regular drivers. Um, well... Yeah, good point, actually. It's uh, Philippe Albuquerque and Christian Filippoli. Joao Barbosa was supposed to drive that car, but mm. as, uh, as was he injured his ribs or something this time, hasn't it? Well, it was from the accident at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna oh, Seca, from the start oh, really? line accident. Oh, yes, uh, he ago, was man. actually a little bit more banged up, I think, than he realised oh. and didn't want, with so much on the line here at Matul yes. Petit Le Mans, didn't want to be here in anything other than 100% shape. And therefore, uh, let the team know, step aside. Been working very hard, but rib injuries, Jeremy, as you well know, it doesn't matter whether you're going out in your streetcar, mm. you, you feel it, and it's a horrible thing Ooh. to happen. I've, I've cracked some ribs doing a karting event um, many, many years ago and tried to continue to do it, and oh, it was awful. No, no, I had a, a nasty shunt once and broke half a dozen ribs, and, uh, and that just got... <laughs> I know exactly. Is that the wheel high issue? Yeah, not good. <laughs> not good. Not good. That was ugly. No. So, yeah, so he's stepping aside. So, Tristan Vautier is stepping into the number five car this weekend. Unfortunately, that, I mean, there were so many unfortunate circumstances to that crash that happened on the start oh. line at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, including the fact that the car actually came to rest before it had reached the start finish line. So, it wasn't even credited with a start. So, therefore, no points at all for Philippe Albuquerque, who had been right in championship contention. So that was taking him completely out of, out of contention. Now no chance of winning the championship. And that's really a great shame for that number five team. Uh, Joao, of course, was, was forced to miss several races earlier in the season after he had a, an accident on his bicycle when he broke his wrist. Uh, so, uh, but, but Philippe, in the, he, who had, was, had been slated to be his regular co-driver throughout the entire season, was still in championship contention. As I say, is now not, but that team certainly wants to finish the year on a strong note. Uh, let's head down. By, by the way, talking about uh, that team, Christian Fittipaldi, we have a, uh, an exclusive long interview with him, one of our long ones. Uh, that is coming up at 2 o'clock this afternoon, Eastern Time, 7 o'clock in the UK, so straight after Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge next practice and before the next practice for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Really worth a listen as Christian takes us back uh, through his motorsport career and his life. That's the Tyler's Long One here on RS2 IMSA Radio uh, coming up after the next Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge practice. We're back to green flag racing. I uh, have to 
uh, admit to not seeing the 99 come back into the pit lane, the Orica, with Stephen Simpson. But we'll get an update on that after we've heard this Continental Tire pit lane update from Nick Damon, who's with uh, Ryan Briscoe, you said, didn't oh, DL. you? Oh, Ryan DL. Wrong Ryan, <laughs> excuse me. Wrong Ryan. Ryan for the number two. Ryan, defending champions here. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's uh, repeat champions after this weekend. I mean, is there something about the, uh, the number two Nissan that particularly suits the Red Atlantic course? Yeah, we our strong point in this car is always the kind of medium to high speed stuff. You know, we've, we've shown how strong we are at Watkins Glen. And obviously last year here, we, we led the most laps, both cars. So uh, we feel most comfortable in those third gear corners is where the Nissan power is the best and it's where the downforce from the DPI is. So um, we came in feeling very confident. We'll see if everybody's giving it all they got right now. Probably not. Um, but we feel pretty confident what we got. Replacing uh, some bloke called Brendan Hartley from last year with Norman Nato. How's Norman fitting into the team? Well, we got a, a good portion of French in our team, so add in another Frenchman's uh, plug and play. Um, no, so far so good. He's obviously a little bit newer to the endurance racing, so we're going to give him as much time as we can. You know, the, the most difficult thing, I think, from the European racing to here is probably the amount of traffic we have. Um, so we're just going to let him run as much as we can in traffic, and uh, I'm, speed's not going to be an issue for him, so hopefully we'll be okay. Ryan, thank you very much indeed, and I will find someone who's not Scottish next. <laughs> yes, uh, Nick Dearman's Continental Tire Pitlane reports only Scotland uh, dr Scottish drivers uh, this morning so far. We've ticked off uh, Ryan DL and Marino Franchitti. Uh, just seen the RSR Porsche at speed for the first time. Oh, actually, through goes a very interesting colour, chrome and purple. What was that? One of the Mercedes? Yes, yeah, number 71 that's the car. the 71 probably, car, it? is it? Right, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, but I was just, uh, I was just whack about the wax lyrical about the uh, Heritage livery, Mobile One livery to uh, RSRs. Just saw, there it is again. Goes through. See, you don't have to wait too long here. That looks absolutely fantastic. One with the blue highlights as raced in 1998 here, the GT1 car. And, uh, of course, that was on the Le Mans winning car. Uh, 1998 and one with the uh, bright yellow highlighter highlights that's actually telling the two cars apart they're not identical um, of uh, identical uh, liveries on that and uh, thanks to the uh, guys at Porsche Cars North America for a couple of things um, because next up is the Rensport 6 to Road Atlanta episode 6 uh, that was the epic drive in the Panamera Sport Turismo Turbo SE Hybrid from California to here over the last week and you'll hear that next the um, uh, that particular entry and that car is now doing duty as the fast laps car here at Road Atlanta um, which left me without a set of wheels and uh, Porsche North America made sure that wasn't going to be an issue and now I have a Mobile One liveried Panamera Sport Turismo to smoke around in for the week, which is fantastic, absolutely fantastic, and really takes me back to the first time I was here. So there's a there's a, a lot of emotion every time I see that car and get into it and drive around. If you see me, it give me a shout. 98.1 FM and around the circuit, uh, that is, of course, and around the world on the Radio Show Limited network of channels. Good to have your company this morning as we head well into the second half of uh, this particular session. 
And how are the times looking at the moment, Jeremy? Because, interestingly, our timing screen has uh, just Trump. given up the ghost for a moment. Let's see if I can get that back. Yeah, no. Well, let's uh, dip down to Sheer Adam, who was investigating what had happened to the 99 car, which brought a red flag out a few moments ago. Has it made it back to the pit lane, Sheer? Um, it did not, and I handed it over to Nick Damon, who agreed to be a vulture because it's right across from the pit box that he was hanging out at. So he is going to wait for that car to come back in. But uh, down at the opposite end of pit lane, Corvette has a quite predicament on their hand this weekend. Their extra driver for both cars is Marcel Fessler. So they're going to have to have an arm wrestling fight over who gets to put him in the car when during the practice sessions. And it's something that Ben Johnson, who is the guy behind all of that at the team, will have to decide. And uh, Right now, they've put Magnussen in one car, and they were trying to decide which car to put Fessler in, and he decided to get into the four, and now he has to wait his turn. A couple of people asking why the uh, wing mirrors on the two Porsches aren't the, uh, the right colours for... There's one that has red, and the other one has red as well. Um, you have to have red mirrors on GT Le Mans cars. Uh, so the, the one that has the bright yellow flash, flashes... You can't have the yellow on it. It's uh, wing mirrors, end of the windscreen banners, and the wing end plates. Because that's a pro series, you've got to have those as red. It's blue for GT Le Mans cars. So red for the prototypes and GT Le Mans cars, blue for the GTDs. Green, Green for, for the GTDs, yeah. excuse me. Yes, even as I was saying yeah. that. Uh, Welcome back to Risi Competizione. Tony Vlander is with Nick Damon for this Continental Tire Pit Lane Report. Well, you know how I've got so obsessed with blue and white flags, but I've got the finished blue and white flag rather than the salt air, and it's uh, Tony Vlander. Tony, uh, it must be great to be back in the American Series again. Yeah, it feels good. Uh, I mean, I've been racing the whole year in US, but another championship. Uh, IMSA is where I or originally started, and feels good to be back. Uh, yeah, then we will have to see how the week progresses, how much speed we can find in the car. I'm just afraid that we're a little bit out on the POP sequence by the fact that we've not been racing. So uh, it's all up to us to optimize what we got. Miguel is a new uh, newcomer to the team, or to the, at least to the GTLM car in the Rizzi team. And uh, he doesn't know the racetrack, so we're giving him track time. Andrea Bertolini, he has a lot of experience, so we, has a, we have a quite good dynamic group, three drivers, so we will see, but really to give a prediction for the pace of the race is difficult right now, but in the, in the evening we are a lot more wiser, we learn a lot more. You've been quite modest because you won the uh, Pretty World Challenge, uh, but that's a GT3 event, this obviously is a GTLM, a GT event, I mean how similar are the cars, or is it like a complete relearning experience? I mean, my office inside the car is all the same. All the same things, all the things that I play with. But then the handling is a bit different. We have a different tire manufacturer here. We, we race with the Michelin. It's an evolution tire, it's a development tire, so the grip and the feeling is, is quite different. Uh, competition is fierce. Uh, here you need to be on it since the qualifying and need to have the pace in the race, so... Uh, it feels good to be back, but we are a little bit underdogs by the fact that we've not been running. So I'm taking a realistic approach, and hopefully it brings good things on Saturday. 
So just going, no, the, the, the dreaded BOP, has uh, IMSA just, just adopted the, the one that's used in WEC or is it still the same one at the end of last year? What, what have you been given? Yeah, normally I don't go go much into that. I'm not not good in politics, but I think we are just out uh, because of the fact that we've been racing. If you just look pure numbers on the on the on on other manufacturers, what's been happening? So basically, more or less, everybody else is getting more power. So if you compare 12 months ago or or six months ago, it's it's quite big difference. So I think we are more or less the same. So hopefully. Uh, we can optimize more on the setup and, and get the drivability better and uh, it doesn't mean we, we can't get a good result, but uh, Yeah, we just need to have a really really strong Couple of days before we go to the to the race no setbacks and everything needs to work for us But it's been done in the past. Why why can't we do it this time? Certainly fantastic. Wish you and Reese all the best of luck. Thanks very much. And uh, I believe Shay has an update on the 99. And good news for you, Nick. You don't need to be a vulture and wait for the 99 to come back to its garage because you'll be waiting until the end of the session. The Gainsco Red Dragon Orica is back out on the circuit turning laps. So that's good news for that team. Ah, excellent. Did we find out what the problem was in any stage? Yeah, well, it can't have been that bad if he's back out there now. That's good stuff. Lovely to hear Tony V. Lander, Jeremy. And great yes. to see Reese back here yeah yeah super attitude tony he's great great guy to have around you know, low-key doesn't get super excited but a really good guy and uh, you know you always get a straight answer from from him I, I that's one thing i've always respected about him and you know great to hear that you know they, i mean they're not focusing on qualifying they're focusing on the race it's just a one one uh, weekend for the uh, season at the end you know to finish off the year having not done uh, many races this season so it is great to see Reese back and uh, you know it, it is going to be an uphill battle because all of these other teams and drivers have been battling it away for the full season long and just talking about that the fact that most of the teams have third drivers here this weekend that decision by Chevrolet by Corvette Racing to have just one driver to share between the two cars Marcel Fesler I think is really interesting because you know it's awfully difficult for for a third driver to hop into a car on a one-off basis okay it's it's sometimes it's it's they 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 did uh, Sebring and, and Daytona most of them with a third driver, but Watkins Glen they just did with two, two drivers, a six-hour yeah. race there, uh, and it's you know it's kind of a toss-up here whether you have two or three for this ten-hour uh, race that'll take place on Saturday, and so for for Corvette Racing, Marcel, you know he's so familiar with that car, the team is so familiar with him, uh, I think it kind of makes sense for him to talk. Jo jockey back and forth if he's needed in either of the cars, but you know there's a lot at stake this weekend for for Corvette Racing. It looks like the manufacturers is going to fall, fall away of Ford. Uh, that's almost tied up. But the man, but the drivers' championship is very much uh, very much still open. Uh, Jan Magnussen, Antonio Garcia, as a result of the problems at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca for the two Fords, have now got a pretty handy lead. But it's still not uh, you know not decided. So for Jan Magnussen and, and Antonio Garcia in the uh, number three car, they uh, they want to go out. They want to win the championship. Uh, and to have that familiarity of Marcel Fessler, if they need him, I think is a good move. Continental Tire Pit Lane Report with our GTD Championship leader, Brian Sellers. Half of that equation. We heard from Madison Snow on Midweek Motorsport yesterday. But from your point of view, you come in with the championship lead to your home track. You've won Petit Le Mans twice before. Is there a smile deep down in your heart? Yeah, I mean, this is what we fight all season for is to come down to this final race and have a chance at the championship and I think um, you know I've said all week it's it's obviously tight between um, ourselves and the 86 car 
and uh, in the beginning of the year we laughed and said if we were able to finish inside the top five in all the races that we'd have a pretty good shot at winning and we didn't know that the 86 car would do exactly the same thing right behind us all year so um, it's definitely fitting that it's coming down to the last race um, you know it's a great event the fans here are fantastic and it uh, it'd be a battle for sure um, it's hard to tell you know what's happening right now where everybody's at but I think for the most part everybody's pretty close Paul Miller is running a special livery this weekend. It worked in the past for them on an Audi. You guys all black. Unfortunately, your competition also running a special livery. Are you having a tough time trying to figure out who's in every car? Because some of them look really different. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I keep looking for our car coming past start finish, and I never see it. And finally, I realize I'm looking for the wrong colors again. So. Um, I'm sure it's a little bit of an adjustment for everybody. I mean, all season you get used to running with the same group of cars, the same liveries, which cars you're going to pass, but uh, it had come around fast. About 10 minutes left in this practice sessions. What were you guys hoping to get out of it? Well, I mean, I think this session will be so different from probably what we'll see as the week progresses. Obviously, with the big rain, um, there's not a lot of rubber on the track, so it'd change. I think the main thing is just see how you'll how you'll go over the long run right now. I don't think probably anybody's tuning too much, just trying to run your drivers through, do systems checks, make sure all that's okay. So, I mean, for us, it's just laps right now. Make sure everything's kind of status quo, and then we'll go back, talk for the next one. We'll start to work on speed in the race car. Go get the championship this weekend, Brian. Good luck. Thanks. Appreciate it. I wish best of luck to everybody who's going for a championship. And may the best team and drivers win. Let's hope that uh, uh, no bad luck befalls anybody to win. Yes. I, I like to see championships won on the track. And I think, you know, drivers like to win championships on, on the track as well. 98.1 yeah. around the circuit. Quick hello to Pat and Neil and everybody up at uh, Turn 5 on the rescue uh, unit up there. Thank you to you and indeed to all of our volunteer marshals and officials uh, and the 99 car I, I don't think hit anything it was stuck on the curb uh, which is why Stephen Simpson needed a little bit of help obviously got it uh, slightly uh, out of shape up there and ended uh, with the bottom of the car on the curb and the wheels not touching the ground it is back out uh, back out again now don't forget if you're listening around the world at IMSA Radio please if you want to get in touch with us so much going on this weekend that we need to keep our uh, Twitter accounts uh, uh, sort of uh, working for us so at IMSA Radio if you want to get in touch with us uh, at RSL Studio for uh, one or two of the other things which will come up over the weekend but as far as the championships Jeremy going back to my point you want to see it won on the track yeah you do and that's why uh, the uh, the race at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca was so disappointing because Correct. not only in the prototypes it take the number five car completely out of the picture because it didn't even get to the start finish line so therefore not even credited with any with a start and therefore no points at all yes uh, and also of course involved in that car was number 66 Ford in GTLM uh, that was also uh, eliminated pretty much. Since, I mean, they, they got out for another lap or so on three, three and a half wheels. Uh, but that car was uh, a massive hit in the points as well. Uh, it took them pretty much out of contention. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it's it's very disappointing to have that. But this weekend, yeah, there's still plenty of championships up for grabs. Well, yes, and included in that is the Tequila Patron North American Endurance oh, yes. Championship. And the unusual part of that championship for those who perhaps aren't full aficionados is there are interim points uh, through this race That's uh, right. and that might might for those who are 
involved in that championship and perhaps not involved in the overall championship. That might just see a little bit of odd strategy playing out in the race yeah. at certain times. Yeah, definitely, John. You're absolutely right. Uh, in, in, let's look at the points then in those championships. In the prototype division, uh, Felipe Nasser uh, is leading the points in there with along with Eric Curran and Mike Conway, who did the first uh, three races uh, with that uh, with that team. Uh, but uh, he's not here this weekend. But uh, Felipe Nasser and uh, Eric Curran, they lead by six points over wow. the number five car. So the two Action Express cars are first and second in the points with a six-point differential. Uh, so if they can uh, have a good result at the four-hour mark, the points are awarded at four hours, eight hours, and at the end of the race. So a good result at the four-hour mark could clinch that uh, North American Endurance Championship, the particular Patron Series 4, that number 31 car, right, you know, right in the early stages of the race. In GTLM, it's a four-point lead for number 66 Ford Chip Ganassi racing entry. That's Joey Handert Mueller over the Porsche of Patrick Pile and Nick Tandon, number 911 car. Four-point spread there. In GT Daytona, and this is where we have seen uh, in most of the races this season, number 33 car, uh, Ben Keating, Jerome Blechemole, and Lucas Stoltz, who was his co-driver for the first few races, they uh, went after the points specifically for the, for the North American Endurance Championship and they scored maximum points for the first half of the race at Watkins Glen. And that, as a result of that, has enabled them to keep their lead. Two-point margin over Catherine Legg and Alvaro Parent in the number 86 Acura coming into this round. Uh, Brian Sellers and Madison Snow, the overall championship leaders, are in third place in the GTD category for the Tequila Patron points, five points out of the lead. And with six and a half minutes to go, it's the... Action Express Cadillac that still has the best time. Tristan Vautier now behind the wheel of that car. 1.11.8. He's not exactly hanging around no. uh, around here. Ryan Hunter Ray still in that second spot in the second of the Cadillacs. Uh, as far as GT Le Mans concerned, it's the two Fords ahead of a Chevy, a Porsche, a Chevy, a Porsche, the two BMWs and the Ferrari. But as ever, split by actually just over a second, about 1.2 seconds, the whole field there of nine this weekend which actually that also adds a little bit of something into the mix because the point spread between first and last now has just opened up by a car a and point, in GTD yep. it's the 29 Audi Daniel Morad behind the wheel of that graduate of the IMSA uh, support series the uh, ladder system here Daniel coming up from the single manufacturer championship Sean Rahal in second is in the 15 Lexus so it's Audi Lexus and BMW in third position 62 20 uh, sorry 29 15 and 96 and Sean Rahal also uh, benefiting from the development series Jeremy and I'll talk about that in a moment uh, we'll have more from Nick Damon our continental tire half of our continental tire pit lane Reporting team, who are you with now, Nick? I'm with uh, Simon Trummer out of the uh, 85 JDC Miller Motorsports Odica. Uh, Simon, I remember speaking to you a lot the last few years uh, with the Bike College team. How are you enjoying your sojourn over to the United States this year? Uh, I like it a lot. Very nice racetracks. Um, I love the racing, how it goes here. Um, but especially the tracks are just amazing compared to what we have in Europe. And how's, it been going? how's the season going? What are your hopes for this race? Well... The season was like we had the pace since Mid Ohio. We was always with the quickest. Always Road America. We was the fastest. Uh, so I'm disappointed we didn't get the result. We didn't have any podium, which we should. We have deserved it. But so this race it looks good. 
I did my first laps today on at Road Atlanta. Car feels good, so uh, I'm, I have big hopes for this race. Yeah. Do you think that the Orica has uh, an advantage on this track? Because we've seen this year with the change of the the balance that sometimes the um, the DPIs have had an advantage. Sometimes the LMP2 is this one which plays more to the P2 cars. Uh, it's uh, it's a good question. I mean, this track for sure is good for the 07. It's a fast track, so where you need downforce, the Oreca was always has always been fast. So I don't know the DBIs how fast they can go, but I think it's a, a race track which is good for us. Yeah. Simon, best of luck. Thanks. Thank you, Nick. Simon Trummer, another one of the plethora of uh, Swiss drivers who've uh, forced their way into top-level motorsport over the last few years uh, just one that was making that interview uh, Jeremy a little problem at the exit of turn 10 and involving an Orica what was uh, what was yeah, that all about I'm not sure I think it was the number 38 performance techno sports uh, Orica Nick Bull at the wheel of that car he's got it back to the pits now I think I think it was that car that was stopped out there but uh, has, has made it back, so that's a good news. Good to see that car back again, by the way. They've uh, skipped the last couple of rounds. So they've got the, the regular pairing of uh, James French and Carl Masson, but joined this weekend by, uh, by Nick Boole, making his return to the series. He drove also with this team at Daytona, and uh, he will be excited about making his return, as is the team as the red flag is out. Graham Rahal shown has stopped out on the circuit. So uh, we'll have to wait and see whether we, we can pick that up on the cameras, find out what the problem is there. There was a, a change just in the last uh, couple of minutes with uh, Felipe Nasser in car number 31 vaulting from way towards the back of the field right to the very almost to the front. Second place then for Felipe Nasser. 1 minute 12.1 in that car number 31, the wheel and engineering Cadillac. So it's Cadillac now 1, 2, 3, number 5, number 31, number 10. And the uh, Acura, number seven Acura, which is that is the car that's shown has stopped out on the racetrack. Um, which I think is right at the end of the support, support pits. It? Yeah. It's over on the other side of the racetrack. Adam might be able to see that. The, uh, there's nothing hanging off it. It's just come to a, to a halt. And it's, it's actually in the exit road from the, from the support pits. Total loss of drive is what they reported back. Uh, okay. So that car will need a bit of assistance. But all the panels are pointing in the right direction. And it's not going to be too expensive for Mr. Penske, I hope. <laughs> Yes, with two minutes to go, that may well be all that is written about this free practice one. The Cayenne GTS IMSA intervention vehicle is heading down there. Those with little hopeful hearts are already queuing to go back out at the end of the pit lane uh, at turn one, which is just down to our left. Great view still here of the pit lane and the pit exit into that awesome turn into turn one checkered flag being waved thank you jeremy so yes that will be early. the end of the session which sees cadillacs now jeremy first second and third yes philip albuquerque setting that time of one minute 11.878 in car number five the uh, mustang sampling cadillac that compares to the race lap record set last year by pipo durani in the uh, on-road nissan a 112.5 so a good bit quicker than that, three quarters of a second quicker than the fastest race lap from last year. Uh, not quite down, though, to the pole position last year, the, the lap record set by Elio Castro Nervas in the Orica Gibson, as it was then, 111.3. So that is the qualifying lap record 
for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Uh, we'll do the other classes in a moment, but a chance to speak with the man who has set the fastest lap of 111.878. This Continental Tire Pit Lane report features Shea Adam and Philippe Albuquerque. It's always a good weekend when you started off by being the fastest, and in that session it was Philippe Albuquerque. You, uh, you were happy with that? Yeah, I can, uh, I can deal with a P1 to start with. Uh, obviously, it means nothing. It's still well too early. Everyone is splitting, uh, checking the car, checking the track, everything. Uh, we test here, so I was just straight away on the pace. And uh, I think as well, I got a little bit lucky because I got a, little, a clear lap once only. Uh, and I believe that many guys didn't put it. But, uh, you know, we are happy with the car balance. So, yeah, let's see. And it's the first time you come to a track where you've raced here in a long time since uh, the Watkins Glen way back in June. You feeling like this is going to be a good race for you guys, better than P5, which is where it's been the last couple of years, I hope. Yeah, um, yeah, I hope so. Like, I really like this track. I, I really think it's one of the biggest races and the coolest track in the in the world for me. And um, I always felt good here. Last year was a, a crazy, thrilling race, and uh, here again this year. We think we have, again, a, a good car, uh, so we expect to be competitive. Um, but, you know, we, we never know how, how the other guys, because competition is very strong as well. But, uh, you know, I'm as confident as I could be because I know what I have now and I'm happy with the balance. Then if the other guys are just quicker, well, we need to improvise during the race. But uh, a lot happening here. Good luck this weekend. Thank you very much. Just a quick look down at the lap times here. We saw the Cadillacs 1, 2, 3. Then the, uh, the Acura car number 7 in fourth position. That time was set by Ricky Taylor a while ago. Uh, then uh, Luca Degrassi in the number 77 Mazda. It was actually Oliver Jarvis that set that time. But what's interesting is the uh, in sector 1, it was the, the Cadillac of Albuquerque that was fastest overall. In sector 2, it was the Nissan of Pipa Durrani that was fastest. And in sector 3... It was the Orica Gibson of uh, Colin Brown that set the fastest sector time in sector three. So, again, three different uh, cars there in the three different sectors. Uh, in GT Le Mans, Ford, Ford, Chevy, Porsche, 66 from 67. Who was it who put the time in for the Ford 66? Dirk Muller. It was Dirk Muller. That yes. was quite early on. All right, yes. she's on her way to see if we can grab a word there. And in GT Daytona... Audi, Lexus, BMW, Mercedes, Porsche, the top five, 29, 15, 96, 33, and 58. Daniel Morad finished the, se the session for the 29 uh, Audi. It was Christopher Mees that set ah, the time Chris. again very, very yeah, early was, on. He was right. the first guy so out, yeah. Yeah, Audi, Lexus, BMW, Mercedes, Porsche, Lamborghini, Ferrari are the uh, top seven, all different. And the first repeat is the, uh, the Audi... Uh, car number 44, Andy Lally, set that time in the eighth position in the class. All of those cars covered by less than seven-tenths of a second. Then the two Acuras, number 93 and 86. Let's uh, see if we can grab uh, a, a word with Chris Meese down there at the 29 Audi pits. Nick, is he there? Nick? Uh, you're not on air, Nick. Oh, sorry, I was talking to you. I do apologise. I thought yes. I'd say there's a, 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 a basic decamping of the 2019. They have all meandered off. And Mr. Meese is nowhere in sight at the moment. Ah. Uh, I think he may actually have been in the car and driven back to the garage, actually. But, uh, uh, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a quick empty. I think they're all getting ready for their lunch here. Yes, Nick. Uh, meantime, Shear has made it down to... 
Chip Ganassi Racing, where Dirk Muller is having a chat in. I can see that from here. He's having a chat with his engineers here. He is. He's on top of the uh, Pratt Perch still, having a fairly intensive debrief for somebody who finished the session fastest. So uh, clearly the Ford Chip Ganassi Racing team not happy that they are 1-2. They want a little bit more speed from the car, and uh, they're trying to figure out how to get it. Joey Hand already walked out the back of the garage, as did uh, Ryan Briscoe, Richard Westbrook, everybody else. It's just Dirk up here, so I'm going to flag him down. I'll let you know when I got him, John. Uh, try and get that quickly, because we uh, need to be out for our next program, which is the... We, I think we might be able to get Christopher Meese uh, with Nick Damon, who has got his elbows out. I have. No, no, a very nice man has, uh, has brought him out for me. Uh, Chris, 29 Land Audi, fastest in GTD. Great way to start the weekend. Yeah, obviously, our, after our win last year, it's, it's pretty good to start with a P1 and FP1. But it's still a long way to go. You know, we need to find you in the setup like everyone else. But so far, the car's pretty good. The Monta Plus Balan guys did an amazing job you know, to prepare the car. And uh, yeah, I'm really much looking forward to the next session. You drive these Audi uh, R8 GT3s all around the world for all different teams. Do they all feel the same when you get in them, or are they subtly different? Well, there's obviously always a slight difference between the cars, but basically the base is the same. So uh, every time you jump in, you feel home, and uh, you know what you're going to do. And you've been on these tyres a lot this year, or is it just at this event? Um, you mean the Contis? Yeah, the Contis, yeah. Uh, they're, they're pretty good, you know. We, we know them from Watkins Glen, Sebring and, and Daytona, so obviously uh, they suit us quite well. We tested a lot as well, so we know them, them quite good, and th so far the Conti is doing a mega job. Christopher, thank you very much. Enjoy your lunch. Cheers, mate. Uh, and that's, uh, we'll bounce back to Shane in a second after Jeremy has said. Uh, Christopher Mees and Sheldon van der Linde in at number 29, Monteplast by Land Audi. Our fourth place in the Tequila Patron North American Endurance Championship GTD points coming to this weekend. Just seven behind the leaders, so certainly not out of the reckoning there. So go back down to Sheer Adam, who can round off our interviews with the fastest drivers in each of the three classes. It's GT Le Mans, it's Ford, it's Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, and it's Dirk Muller. And thanks to Joey Hand for the assist. Dirk, it's always nice when the first session is done. You guys are P1 and P2. You set the fastest lap. Is this reminiscent of what we're going to see in the race? Yeah, okay. We stopped now and uh, take it for qualifying and take it as a P1 for starting uh, the race. Now, um, I'm glad being back here. Rotolander is, um, you know, such a great venue, such a great um, facility. We tested here a couple of weeks ago, so I have a big smile. Uh, in my face. I really like this place and yeah, I mean being P1, P2 is always nice, it's always good but uh, maybe that's why we, we tested here so we started on a high level. It's still a long way to um, to the race so lots of things for our smart brains uh, from Chip Ganassi Racing and for performance uh, to give us you know more tweaks with the car. Uh, it's amazing you know what you can change uh, in the meantime to the cars and uh, makes the car better and um, that's that's why we're here for um, there's a lot of things to gain this weekend and um, yeah let's let's see um, but uh, definitely it's a good way to start p1 p2 good luck to you Seb and Joey thank you note uh, remarkable to me that Dirk Mueller he's, he's only won the Petit Le Mans once before that was way mm. back in 1999 in a prototype or was he driving no, a... It probably would have been a... A GT car then as well, was it? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, come back yeah, a was long that way. BMW? BMW was that? Yeah, well, he's driven for all the better, all the best teams, isn't he? You're stretching my mind far back. That was the yeah. first year of the American Le Mans series, of course. We're celebrating 21 golden years of Motul Petit Le Mans this weekend as the 
a blue riband race of IMSA that comes of age and it's all live here on the Radio Show Limited Network thanks to Shea and Nick down in the pit lane Jeremy uh, and uh, alongside me here in the booth stay tuned uh, we have got more from our Ren Sport to uh, Petit Le Mans series of programmes coming up this is one you've not heard before and there's yet more clues to the mileage keep those guesses coming in hashtag RRVI2 that's the number 2 PLM and we've got a whole load of really nice Porsche swag up for grabs there uh, back live with the next session on the track for those of you here on 98.1 FM uh, and uh, we'll make sure you never miss any of the action it's all live here on IMSA Radio bye bye this programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited for more visit RadioLeMond.com